At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a Silver Linings edition. Hornets fell to the Orlando Magic 117 to 106, drops the team's overall record now to 20 and 45. We'll take you through the contest, what went wrong for the Hornets, and who were our Silver Lining performers in the loss. Also, I want to talk about a topic that's really special to us here on the Hornets Hivecast and with the Hornets in general. Uh, recent days, the Rick Bunnell Scholarship Award winner was selected and honored at a recent Hornets game on Wednesday, the loss to the Phoenix Suns. We're going to talk about the honoree, Bianca Rodriguez, and uh, let you hear some of her quotes from that big scholarship announcement and uh, some of the thoughts from the franchise as well. Definitely a a special thing that the Hornets have done. uh, Very unfortunate, the reason why, of course, we very much miss Rick Bunnell, but great that his legacy will live on with some young, aspiring journalists having some help getting through their college expenses and hopefully a leg up on their future journalism careers. Helping me on all these topics. He's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network as well as the producer of this fine podcast. Rob Longo back with me once again. And Rob, good to have you as always. Hornets fell to the Orlando Magic 117 to 106. Uh, This was a game that that was kind of going to test just how much depth had been built up here. I think for the Hornets, you look at Orlando and they're a team that has dealt with more than their fair share of injuries over the course of the season, but by and large, about as healthy as they have been all season. Definitely a squad with a lot to play for, so motivation was not going to be an issue. It hasn't been an issue for the Hornets all season either, but there just seemed to be a talent gap in terms of experience and, quite frankly, the level of draft picks that some of the guys that Orlando can throw on the floor, multiple former first-rounders, multiple former first-overall picks, multiple lottery picks just coming at you wave on wave on wave. And on the Hornets' side, while there's a lot of talent in Buzz City as well with the injuries to P.J. Washington and Cody Martin and most recently to LaMelo Ball, it really eats up at your depth and puts a lot of pressure on guys who ordinarily wouldn't be depended on so heavily for so much more scoring to really go above and beyond just to stay in the game. So I thought the Hornets put forth a great effort, ended up falling 117 to 106 to the Orlando Magic. Several players stood out on a silver lining standpoint, but the biggest number that stood out to me at the end of the game, Orlando's bench just dominated in terms of raw scoring. You, you count up the numbers, they end up going for 47 points, and the Hornets bench combines for 23. In a game you lose by 11 to have the bench outscored by 24, and for for reasonably good reasons. You've got Mo Wagner on the other side, an established player in the NBA. Cole Anthony on the other side, established rotation player in the NBA. Jalen Suggs on the other side, 
two years ago, a top five pick in the NBA. Uh, the Hornets have Dennis Smith Jr., the only one with really comparable experience and you know level of, of draft status to compare to on the other end. Dennis was the only Hornet off the bench who did score in double figures, and so that, to me, told the tale for the Hornets. Well, when you're comparing aces to aces, more or less, with the top pick obviously being Paulo Bencaro, I understand he's a rookie, but the young buddy, budding star for Charlotte in LaMelo Ball was hurt, of course, and he's done for the rest of the season, so you're not playing with a full deck, obviously, one way or the other, so it's a weird situation that Orlando is in because towards the beginning of the season when I was looking at box scores and just seeing what they were doing with their team, they had Cole Anthony coming off the bench, which I thought was really really, really bizarre considering he has all this talent. He was a starter for so many seasons, but ever since he's come off the bench, he's really flourished in a really at 16 points last night in the win for Orlando. But I mean, it was just such a sluggish start for Charlotte. I mean, nine turnovers in the first quarter alone, it only resulted in six Orlando points off of those turnovers. But the problem at that point is that the Magic are just building up so many more shot opportunities, pairing that with multitude of second-chance points opportunities as well. So the Hornets are just playing catch-up from the giggle. We saw that against the Phoenix Suns on Wednesday, albeit, again, Phoenix and Orlando on different levels right now, clearly, in terms of the talent on that team. But the way that the Hornets currently have their rotations constructed and just the people that are available, they can't afford to fall into an early deficit like that. They have to be playing from in front. Obviously, it's a lot easier said than done. They did make a run at it in the fourth quarter, though. They were able to outscore the Magic by seven. They got it within single digits a couple times after being down 20-plus multiple times throughout the course of the second half as well. So, again, a little bit of a valiant effort there in that fourth quarter from Charlotte just dug themselves too much of a hole from the get-go and that's going to happen when you have some of the talent that Orlando's been able to accumulate through the draft with guys like Paulo Bancaro, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, guys that are top five picks. It's just going to happen. And for whatever reason, the Magic just have Charlotte's number. They took three games out of the four-game series this season. Sometimes it just goes that way. You go back to other season series in the past where, you know, the Hornets got swept by Miami last year. They come back this season. They split the season series against them. They win the season series against Atlanta this year, a team that knocked them out of the playing tournament the season ago. So it's just kind of weird how things even out more or less at the end of the day with between some of these Southeast division teams and your divisional opponents in general. But again, just not enough firepower on this Hornets team. And we knew that was going to be an issue without LaMelo Ball. P.J. Washington being hurt certainly doesn't help. And of course, we haven't seen Cody Martin basically all season either. So when you're down three guys like that, I know we've harped on injuries all season long, but but they're the reality. They, it's the reality of the situation. Yeah, the, the Hornets just continue to deal with it, and and you just look around. I mean, even Kelly Oubre Jr., who had a spectacular game, twenty nine points, was efficient from the floor, ten rebounds for a double double. His I think third or fourth of the season. Kelly had a really really strong game, but you think if this Hornets team has the lineup that was envisioned when Steve Clifford signed on to be the head coach. Kelly's coming off the bench and having the kind of performance that probably gets 29 minutes, 29 points. Now, does he play 41 minutes? Unlikely if he's coming off the bench, but would he play 25 or 30? Yeah, absolutely. That could happen, especially if he was playing like the way he did last night. So if you were envisioning a starting lineup based off when Steve Clifford was hired and you, you have better health, JT Thor is probably towards the end of the rotation, not a starter. Kelly Oubre Jr. is coming in off the bench, and you just fill in more of these holes on the roster with more experienced players, and some of the guys who are coming in in relief are maybe better suited or are going to have stronger performances in those, as you put it, aces versus aces. The the like, like matchups are going to be a lot more alike uh, when you 
have your full roster. Hornets, unfortunately, that's not their fate right now. They fell 117 to 106 overall record now, 20 and 45. Tragic number. You've heard of magic number, I'm sure, before. That's the number of wins and or losses by the team that is chasing you required to clinch a playoff spot. The tragic number is the number of losses and or wins by the team you are chasing that officially eliminates you from contention. Hornets now with a little over 15 games to go, 17 games to be precise. The tragic number sits at eight. There were positive performances. I don't want to be a a total Debbie Downer here on this one. Kelly Oubre Jr., 29 points. Terry Rozier went north of 20 for the third straight game. Mark Williams, Gordon Hayward, both in double figures. Dennis Smith Jr. went for double figures off the bench. Kai Jones had a thunderous dunk and a couple of big exclamation point plays as the Hornets tried to make a comeback. A lot of guys had positives last night for the Hornets and we will select our silver linings when we return here on the Hornets Ivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. The Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets fell to the Magic, 117-106. to The final score, Hornets trailed by as many as 24 points, but fought back, got it to almost a two-possession game. There were a couple of exchanges where the Hornets had a run out and either, in their opinion, a missed call or just a missed shot cost them the chance to make it a five, six-point game, and on the run back the other way, Orlando would convert, and all of a sudden it was a double-digit deficit once again. So the Horns had a couple of shots at really making it truly interesting down the stretch, just didn't quite get across the finish line. As I mentioned, closing out last segment, Rob, several Hornets stood out and are worthy of silver lining designation. I'll let you select first. For my silver lining from last night's game, I got to go with the grizzled vet that did not look like a grizzled vet. That's Gordon Hayward. And Carroll to his left, crossover, dribbled into the legs of J.T. Thor. He'll further the ball up the floor to Dennis Smith Jr. Over to the cutting, Gordon Hayward, who rises and throws down a right-handed Dr. Pepper dunk. Gordon Hayward and Kelly Oubre showing off the hops early. I said it after the game yesterday on the postgame show, but that play right there from Gordon Hayward, he looked like he was 22 and not 32 with the kind of bounce that he had in his legs, just soaring above and beyond. He was pretty far away from the rim, too, and was able to throw it down with that one-handed slam. But, again, 17 points last night for Gordon. He had seven assists as well, really trying to be a facilitator out there with Lamella Ball out of the lineup. 7-12 from the field, only attempted one three-pointer. He was able to convert on it, hit both of his free throws. He only had one rebound as well. But 34 minutes out there, I thought he did a great job. Did not get to that 20-point threshold going into last night. He reached at least 20 points in four of the last seven games and was averaging almost 21 points per game during that span. And he was shooting over 54% from the field in that span as well, 44% from beyond the arc. That percentage obviously is going to climb since he only took one last night. But when he's out there, it's not only the offense, but the defense as well. With him out there on the floor this season, the Hornets' defense improves by almost five and a half points per 100 possessions out there. So even though he is viewed as more of an offensive player and more of that calming veteran presence, he's able to get it done defensively. He's able to get his hands in the passing lanes. And he's had some tough assignments over the last couple games. He started the game 
on Kevin Durant the other night, Wednesday against Phoenix, and there's just so much length in that lineup that the Magic have been putting out there all season long, so definitely poses a challenge for a guy like Gordon Hayward, but I thought he played tremendous, and he's my silver lining performance of the game last night. I like the pick. He ended up with the fourth most minutes of anyone on the floor, third on his team behind Terry Rozier and Kelly Oubre, and then only Paolo Bancaro, the rookie for Orlando, played more minutes than Gordon Hayward. I I was a little surprised that there weren't better plus-minus stats for some of the starters, given that Charlotte starters drastically outscored Orlando's, but I think the Magic were better able to incorporate Suggs and Anthony and Mo Wagner off their bench to still generate positive lineups and and positive scoring stretches where the Hornets, if they got outside of that top five group, there were often times that things would just get real rough real quick on the team. But I'm with you. Gordon Hayward had another really strong game. He continues to be efficient out there on the floor, take good shots. And even the ones that he's missing as of late, you know, he's getting to his spots. He's shooting under his terms, not a lot under duress. And for a team that is short so many players right now, that's hard to accomplish because you know Gordon Hayward is pretty far up the list on any opposing team's defensive game plan. So I, I like the pick. Gordon Hayward, a nice one. I want to throw a second silver linings nod towards Terry Rozier. 22 points. It's three in a row with 20 or more. This one of the more efficient ones. Also had six assists. He's playing really strong basketball. He's asked to do a ton right now. Just a ton. And his best basketball tends to be off the ball. Team doesn't have a point guard in the starting lineup if he does that. So he is sacrificing some of the ease of his own shots for the betterment of the team. And sometimes just kicking and screaming, he'll drag them and try and lead them to a victory. Made a good run in the third quarter in the second half in general, but unfortunately not quite enough. Still 22 points worthy of mention. But my silver lining selection, it's going to be Kelly Oubre Jr. Kelly Oubre, head fakes the three, goes around Carter, driving off the bump, finish and the foul. Kelly Oubre Jr. is having a special kind of individual scoring performance. That's 22 for KO. And an and one opportunity upcoming. Oubre finishes with 29 points, 10 of 19 shooting from the floor, 4 for 9 from 3, made all 5 of his free throws. Also pulled down 10 rebounds, 9 of them defensive. And with the way that the Magic were getting offensive rebounds, you know, that was big to have someone else, a, a non quote-unquote rebounding position, power forward center. Those are guys you expect to have around 10 rebounds. You don't necessarily expect that from the starting two guard, but Kelly Oubre Jr. were able to provide that kind of rebounding punch, pulling down 10 rebounds in his 41 minutes on the floor. I just thought he was an excellent scorer. He was authoritative, taking the ball to the rim, shot it very well from three. He was someone who more forced his shot than Gordon, but that's by design. If you're going to win these games, Kelly Oubre Jr. and Terry Rozier not only have to take and make the good shots they get they got to take and make some shots that would probably not be high on uh, the the pregame wish list for the coaching staff but it's the reality for this team without LaMelo Ball without PJ Washington things are going to get more difficult because they too are going to be higher up the list of the opposing team's priority now Kelly talked after the game he he talked about a number of things one was the message on how to improve and it was a, a little bit of a message to some of the younger guys Harken back to his early time in the NBA with the Washington Wizards, and I thought some of his quotes were very interesting. Here's what Kelly had to say. Obviously, we have a fluctuating rotation um, situation going on, so, you know, we need a lot of the young guys to step in and, you know, impact the game, not just scoring the ball, but making energy and effort plays and doing the little things. Kind of that's how I came up in this game. I remember uh, 
Ernie, uh, he was the GM, of, I guess the assistant GM of the Wizards when I first got drafted, he told me just do three things out there, and it's run, defend, and rebound. And that's kind of like the foundation that I grew my game off of. And offense came. Everybody wants to aspire to be an offensive player, but you have to do the fundamentals and impact the game the right way to get you, gain your coach's trust. So that's a message for the young guys. I thought it was a really interesting quote, Rob, because it's kind of the message to the young guys that before you're going to get 10, 15 shots a game, you've got to establish that you're going to just have that positive impact on the floor and help set up some more established scorers. And I think we do see that quite a bit. You know, Nick Richards, Mark Williams, the two centers, they don't command the basketball. They get into good spots, and if they're open, they're certainly found. But they're not, you know, necessarily complaining about shot volume or anything like that by any stretch. They do a really good job of playing their position and complementing everyone else on the floor. Similarly, J.T. Thor, this recent run, pressed into the starting lineup. His minutes have gone up, but his shots have necessarily soared through the roof like you would expect with a lot of starters, and that is due to his unselfishness out there. And so these are trends that we're seeing from the young guys from the Hornets, but just further encouragement from someone who's been there, done that, and now uh, gone deep into his career as one of the better scorers in the NBA, averaging 20 points per game here this season, Kelly Oubre Jr. It makes so much sense when you think about it because you always hear coaches talking about how defense is effort, and with that effort you can just move on and move forward with your game because I think a great example of this is Cody Martin. Cody Martin came into this league as a guy defensive-minded first, and the offense eventually came around and gave him a better chance at seeing the floor because again he honed in on the defense he focused on that crafters you kind of see that with Dennis Smith Jr. right now as well I mean DSJ's kind of trying to I don't want to say reinvent himself but he's trying to reestablish himself in the league and he's done a great job of it this season by really honing in on that defense and he's gone through some cold stretches of shooting this season but it's starting to come around a little bit you go back to yesterday he finished with 10 points he also had six assists out there as well so the offense will come but you have to do the little things first because that's what's going to get you out on the floor you said Nick Richards that's a great example because coming into the season he goes to summer league he works on his craft and he ends up earning the backup center role at the beginning of training camp and we all kind of scratched our heads a little bit not knowing if he was going to be ready for that or not and then he goes out there and he plays really well and he's still a very very solid part of this team so again I love what Kelly said there and the other thing that I love about Kelly's performance from last night is you go back to that Wednesday game when they played the Phoenix Suns he had 26 so he was kind of similar in that regard with the scoring but it took a big shot volume to get there 9 to 24 from the field 3 to 10 beyond the arc he goes last night in the loss he goes 10 to 19 from the field 4 for 9 beyond the arc so it was a little bit more of an efficient performance, and it still ends up being a higher scoring output, obviously, but I love the bounce-back game in that regard for Kelly Oubre. Yeah, five games since returning from the absence due to hand surgery, the, the time away from the team, or at least off the floor. Also five games since the All-Star break, and each one he is climbing in terms of his point total. He had eight the first night out on the road at Minnesota, 15, night two of the back-to-back against Miami, 18 in the win over Detroit, 26 against Against Phoenix, you could argue part of that is he's getting a bigger role because at that stage, LaMelo Ball was now out after the fracture to his right ankle. And then last night, 29 points on his most efficient game to date since returning from injury. So he's got to keep it going tomorrow when the, the team takes on Brooklyn. Got to go for at least 30, Kelly. If he does that, I'm pretty sure he'll make at least our star of the night. I'm going to say star of the night. I'm not going to predict for silver lines. We're going to say star of the night. Against I like it. The, Speak it into existence. That's right. That's what we do here on the Hornets 
Sports Hivecast. Coming up next, a very special topic for us. The Rick Bunnell Award was awarded on Wednesday in the game against the Phoenix Suns. Unfortunately, a lot of news came out, specifically around LaMelo Ball, that made it difficult for us to sneak it into our podcast segments here on the Hornets Hivecast, but we we certainly didn't want to miss it. We're going to talk about the winner this year, Bianca Rodriguez, and her goals on what she'd like to do with the scholarship money. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets fell last night to the Orlando Magic, 117-106. to Their second consecutive loss had lost on Wednesday to Phoenix, 105-91. to uh, There were a couple of headlines from that game. The biggest one nationally was Kevin Durant's debut with the Phoenix Suns. For the Hornets, it was the latest game or the latest uh, start of a stretch where the Hornets were going to have to play without LaMelo ball and so there were some pretty big headlines but one of the more important things that happened that day was the Charlotte Hornets Foundation selected Bianca Rodriguez as the second recipient of the Rick Bunnell Memorial Scholarship. Rick Bunnell was a legend in the Queen City. He was the longtime beat writer for the Charlotte Observer covering Charlotte Hornets basketball from its inception through its departure from the Queen City, its return back to Charlotte as the Bobcats, its reincarnation as the Hornets and right up through the pandemic. Unfortunately, he passed all too soon, but his legacy lives on now with the Rick Bunnell Memorial Scholarship, which awards $10,000 to a North Carolina journalism student. And Bianca Rodriguez is a very worthy recipient. She's a first-generation college student at UNC Charlotte. Hornets president and vice chairman Fred Whitfield said the review panel was particularly drawn to her story and her dream to share stories from around the world with those who may not be able to have those experiences firsthand. So a very worthy recipient. We saw some of the video when uh, she got the news that she was getting the $10,000 scholarship and the raw emotion that was there and the pride of the children of Rick Bunnell to be able to give that news to her. It's just one of those special moments that sports helps us create, but you love that you get to honor someone as deserving as Bianca Rodriguez and do it, having her forever connected to a name like Rick Bunnell. You know, for me, I remember coming up as a young student. I won an award when I was in college. I was awarded a scholarship that was connected to Chick Hearn. And as much as the money made a significant difference to me, to be associated with someone in my dream profession with that kind of legacy, that meant the world. And to meet his family and to be a part of an NBA environment for that day, those are memories I'm never going to forget. And I credit a lot towards getting me to where I am today. So wishing the best for Bianca Rodriguez. She's very deserving and hoping that before long we see her here covering the Hornets and covering the NBA and doing great things and 
hopefully the Rick Bennell Memorial Scholarship is a springboard to some more of that success. Yeah, just awesome stuff. And just reading a little bit about Bianca and what she does right now in college and being on the staff of the Niner Times, which is the school newspaper. I was on the staff of my undergrad student newspaper. I was a sports editor my senior year. It taught me a lot about just journalism and making sure you're asking the right questions. And quite frankly, sometimes not trying to make a fool of yourself a lot. So that happens a lot in this industry when you're a very, very young person and you think you know everything there is. And it's just a great learning curve and it's a great learning experience and looking forward to what Bianca is able to do moving forward. Congratulations, of course. We're excited. And, you know, the the great thing about what the Hornets have been able to do is just having this great working relationship with Rick Bunnell when obviously he was with us and in, in the time that he spent with us and what the Hornets still have working relationship wise with news publications like The Observer and other outside media and the access that they are granted to tell our stories and the stories of the Hornets, which is great because it's not like that everywhere sometimes to, to be frank. And then, you know, the fact that we're able to have this scholarship named after Rick Bunnell, we have the media level named after Rick Bunnell, and we now have the Rick Bunnell award granted to the player that is most gracious with their time with the Charlotte media, which I'm looking forward to see who wins that here in a couple of weeks, as well as we usually hand that out at the end of the season. So Again, just great stuff overall and can't overstate how excited I am to see what Bianca does in the future. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to follow her career and all the recipients of the Rick Bunnell Memorial Scholarship. Uh, Good luck to her 49ers moving forward as they head towards tournament time in Conference USA. I think they got another game to go still here uh, before they get into their conference tournament, but no doubt she'll have everything covered, and uh, we look forward to seeing her work also covering the NBA one day, or even bigger and better things. I want to hold her down to just covering the NBA, but uh, I'm sure great things are in her future. Our pleasure and privilege to recognize Bianca Rodriguez, the Charlotte Hornets Foundation selection as the second recipient of the Rick Bunnell Memorial Scholarship. That's going to do it for this edition of the HHC. Tomorrow we will have a game preview edition, Hornets taking on the Brooklyn Nets. We will have that preview for you tomorrow and we'll talk about Mark Williams, a potential candidate for an all-rookie selection and whatever else pops into our heads for tomorrow's HHC. Rob Longo, how do you say? You want to join me for that one? I had so much fun today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Why not? There we go. On behalf of Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us here. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.